BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your Ben Jarofsky show, Inauguration Day Special, <laughs> is brought to you in part by SEIU Health. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Uh, Brought to you by SEIU Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana, the Chicago Federation of Labor, and the Chicago Reader. Check out chicagoreader.com for all things there is to know the city of Chicago, where to go, what to do. Yeah, it's a pandemic, but hey, they still got good content. Ben Jarofsky writes a column, so much more, the Chicago Reader, chicagoreader.com. Subscribe and donate. Happy Inauguration Day, Ben. Yes, happy Inauguration Day to you, too. By the way, we spare no expenses for a high-class production here, okay? It's Inauguration Day. We brought out, we had the guy in the ukulele, all right? We were up early trying to figure out what we're going to do. Actually, I was up early, D, today shoveling. Oh. I got. A, I was excited. Nice. I got up at the crack of 8 o'clock, which is early for me. Got out there. Hey, shovel, shovel, shovel. Yeah, my chopping wood is your shoveling snow. That is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> Very what interesting. What it is. <laughs> All right, you do have a song of the day, and it is from Frank. Yes. Uh, I don't think I've heard this song. By My Baby by the Ronettes. Oh, the uh, Ronnie Ron- and the Renettes? Yeah. Bye bye, baby. Uh, yeah. Bye, my baby. Bye, Not baby. like, hey, you want to buy my baby? Not like that, but like, you um, know. Bye, my baby. Uh, bye bye, baby. It's a Phil Spector song, obviously. Uh, Phil Spector died the other day. I'm not going to have any moment of silence or prayer for him because that guy was total scum, but. Uh, uh, bye bye, maybe, baby, bye bye. Did you say bye, my maybe? <laughs> it's something like that. Okay. How about uh, how about if I sing uh, in honor of Garth Brooks? Oh me, sing grace. How sweet. Blah blah. I'm not gonna sing anymore because I'm destroying a great song. Garth Brooks did a hell of a job, by the way, D. Shout out to Garth Brooks. He's going to be on the show next week. Oh, that is a lie. The Ben Jarofsky Show starts now. It is Wednesday, January 20th, Inauguration Day. And live from my apartment and his attic, this is the Ben Jarofsky Show. Nearly a thousand miles. Today on the program, legendary Chicago journalist, Monroe Anderson. And now your host, Chicago Reader columnist, Ben Jarofsky. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this. He wasn't my first choice, but I'll take him Wednesday. 
And here's why. Joseph Biden is president of the United States. That's why. Woo, yeah. Woo, woo. Those are sound effects of joy. <laughs> but I'm going to do the big truck like it's a, a, a Jesse Sharkey press conference. I won't lie to you, folks. Yes, it's true. Joseph Biden was not my first choice. Now, let's, before we just soak up the joy of this moment, go back to those glorious days of the summer of 2019, before the pandemic, when Dennis and I were in our beloved little studio at the Sun-Times, and all the great minds from our little political universe stopped by to gab. I'm just going to run down a few of the names, just a few of the names of our dear friends who, uh, who stopped by to pontificate as to who would be the best choice for the Democrats to choose to run against against Donnie Trump. We had Candace Castillo, we had Jacob Kaplan, we had Stacey Davis Gates, we had Danny P, we had Latisa Wallace, we had Samina Mustafa, Atiba Buchanan, David Seatons, Miles Kemp Lassen, Michael Uterich, who else? Oh, Ramana Hussein, Mick Dumpke and Maya, <laughs> and everybody. All these people, all these politicals gave us their opinion as to who their favorites would be. Well, of course, not Mick, Meyer, Romano, because we're journalists, Ben, and journalists don't tell things like who we're going to vote for. All right, all right, Edward R. Murrow. Like any one of you is going to vote for Donnie Trump. Who are you kidding? If you recall, we had top fives. Everybody had to rank a top five. Remember that day, those good old days? Uh, Dennis's top five consisted of Bernie, 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 Bernie and Andrew Bernie. Yang. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> what's that? And Andrew Yang. Oh, yeah. Okay. You threw Andrew Yang in? I yeah, forgot. He seemed like a nice fella. And my top five varied from day to day, as I've been known to uh, change my mind from time to time. But generally, it was Bernie, Elizabeth Warren, Kamala, Andrew Yang, and then Cory Booker. Snuck in there at the end. Leah, a little shout out to you. She was right. Cory was a good guy. Come on, D. Uh, but that was that. Joe prevailed, and now here he is, the president of the United States. And as a lefty, I have to say, uh, I got a text from uh, Jim Coogan this morning uh, after the uh, uh, inauguration. He summed it up. Ben, I know you're an old lefty, but come on, you got to be pretty happy. Yes, Jim Coogan, I am delighted. In fact, I can tell you, folks, I've been watching inaugurations for a long, long time, and I don't think I've ever been so relieved in all my life. It's not so much that Joe Biden is in, <laughs> let's be honest, as Donnie Trump is gone. But let's just talk about Joe Biden for a while, folks. I've been watching Joe Biden in politics for as long as I can remember. And it was probably in the mid-70s when I first became aware of him. He was a 30-something-year-old senator out of Delaware, uh, one of the youngest, if not the youngest senator in the chambers. And I want to give a shout-out to an old friend of mine, uh, AJ, fellow political junkie. We're dear friends, uh, particularly hey, in the AJ. 80s. And we were obsessed with Joe Biden. Obsessed with Joe Biden, ladies. So this is long before it was fashionable. Uh, this is back in, like I said, the 80s. He was the head of the Senate Judiciary Committee. And as such, he oversaw contentious uh, nomination hearings. Bork, Thomas, Clarence Thomas. That was in the early 90s, actually. And Joe Biden was always bending over to be accommodating, to be fair, to be bipartisan. Uh, we had this bit we used to do, like it came up from the Thomas hearings. Uh, Joe would always be trying to like make Clarence Thomas feel uh, at home and welcome and, 
you know, appreciate it, if you will. And judge, you call judge. Would you, are you settled in, judge? Are you okay, judge? And then we would take it from there. Would you like a pizza, judge? Do you prefer pepperoni, judge? I enjoy mushroom, but if you want sausage, that's all right with me, judge. We would do that bit, D. Crack up. We thought it was so funny. It's before I had a podcast. <laughs> so I was just doing stuff like this for my friends. I never, ever, 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 ever thought he'd be president. Uh, he had a moment in 88, he ran. I remember that campaign. Uh, and he stumbled. He got in trouble for plagiarizing a speech. He got ratted out by someone in the Dukakis campaign. And that guy from the Dukakis campaign had to step down. Can you believe how different the time was? It was, a, it was considered scandalous for one operative to leak damaging info about another candidate. Ladies and gentlemen, I got to tell you, I get damaging information about one candidate every day from operatives all the time. Now we have President Trump tweeting. New York Times ran a voluminous compendium of all the people that Trump has trashed in his tweets over the last five years. Biden, Hillary, Obama, CNN, the New York Times, Dr. D. The list goes on and on and on. Uh, <laughs> just see if you're paying attention there, D. Well, that happened. Uh, and uh, just to think, that's where we are now. And back in 1988, it was considered what? Undignified for a political operative to leak damaging goods about an opponent. My, 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 have the times changed. I remember Biden running for president in 2008. Obama, of course, was uh, victorious. I don't think Biden got past Iowa. I think his campaign ended at Iowa. Uh, he got clobbered there. And I never, no, that's it for Joe Biden. Never thought he'd be president after that. But Obama rescued him, named him as his running mate. And I was in Iowa that day when the announcement was made. I was helping my daughter. I was working for Obama. I remember Biden scurrying up to the stage uh, to join Obama. And he was like the perfect running mate. Old Joe, the white guy from Scranton, just what Obama needed to try to demonstrate that he wasn't some radical, dangerous black militant from the south side of Chicago. Yes, he was the perfect vice president for Barack Obama, the wingman. When Obama got in hot water for no good reason at all, Joe was there to help him out. I remember this particular moment. Henry Louis Gates, you remember this, folks, had a run-in. The distinguished uh, history professor from uh, Harvard had a run-in at his house with a Cambridge uh, police officer. Uh, Henry Louis Gates ended up getting arrested. Obama said that, uh, what did he say about the police officer? I can't remember exactly, but he had a disparaging remark about the police officer. All of a sudden, MAGA, this is before they were officially called MAGA, but they were the forces that would become MAGA. Fox TV outraged that Barack Obama would say anything disparaging about police officers. This is a cause before MAGA stormed the Capitol, started whacking police officers over the head uh, with a hockey stick. Anyway, they had the beer summit. Uh, and Obama invited uh, Henry Louis Gates and the police officer from Cambridge to the White House just to talk things over uh, in the shade of some tree. And, of course, they had to bring Vice President uh, Joe Biden in because you couldn't have, like, two black guys and one white guy. You know what I mean? You had to have it balanced out, even if one of the black guys was president of the United States. Got a long way to go, America. Yes, indeed. Usually the vice president uh, gets to step in and run for president after 
the president uh, steps down because his two terms are up. So I figured Joe Biden would be running in 2016. But no, uh, Obama decided it was Hillary, ter- Hillary Clinton's turn. Uh, and so he sort of let Biden know maybe it wouldn't be a good idea for Joe Biden to run. And so there we were in the summer of 2019, figuring who is the best bet to beat Trump. And I remember that debate. We needed to fire up the base and get people who never voted to vote versus we need someone calm and reassuring to win over swing voters and end this nightmare. I was in the first group. Fire up the base. We need Bernie or Elizabeth Warren, someone who could just champion themes and policies and values. They'll get people to vote. Well, <laughs> the other side prevail. In the time I've come to see the wisdom of their ways. Yes, D, I don't know everything. And I was wrong in this particular case. Although now that they think about it, I think anybody could have beaten uh, Trump given where we were uh, in November of 2020. But whatever. The Biden strategy of being calm and reassuring. Uh, Incoherent. Play the radio. Make sure the television, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The the, the phone, make sure the kids hear words. All right, now we're supposed to be nice to Joey B, but yes. Congratulations, Joe. Congratulations. So, anyway, yes. Hang out in that basement, Joe Biden. Let Donald Trump self destruct. It was a good strategy. Once again, I was wrong, as was demonstrated today when Joe Biden, not Bernie Sanders, was sworn in as president of the United States. You see Bernie there, D? Bernie was there. Yeah, he's getting flack online. Him for and being his, there? Well, no, just for, like, what he's wearing, I guess. He's wearing, like, khakis and a jacket. Uh, you know what? He's just okay. being, yeah, he's just being an old dude. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. So, yeah, great day it was. And I was a little nervous during that inauguration speech. Uh, and Dennis playing that clip was why I was nervous. Uh, Joe Biden, of course, uh, stutters. Joe Biden, of course, is, what is he, 78 years old? Sometimes he gets distracted, can't remember where he is, starts saying one thing, then starts saying something else. You don't know where he's going. You just hope he can get out of the sentence that he started. Kind of reminds me of former Mayor Richard M. Daly in that regards. And as a guy who suffers from dyslexia, who's always reversing things, I can really empathize with him. So there was a couple moments, D, where I was worried, don't stumble, Joe, don't stumble. And I knew it didn't really matter if he stumbled. I knew it, it's just like, who cares? Who cares if he gets up there and starts babbling about the radio? He's the president of the United States. But I was happy to see him get through it. And this effort uh, very nearly succeeded. But while democracy can be hello? periodically yes. delayed. I think somebody's playing the TV. <laughs> Monroe Anderson is getting rid of the drugs, but he has his TV. It's not the TV. Our history has its eye on the What is it? What? The poem from Amanda Gold. Oh, he's listening to the poem. Yeah. So we'll get to Monroe is right here. But anyways, really happy that Joe Biden got through his speech, got sworn in. Uh, and then as soon, as soon uh, as the uh, the speech was over, as soon as the inauguration was over, I checked my email, and sure enough, 
I got messages of hate from MAGA. It started off with a message from Senator Josh Hawley trying to raise money. And he was saying, the left is trying to cancel Josh Hawley. Can we cancel, cancel Republicans? Benevolence, but bold. Monroe Anderson with us. Ah, yes. Okay. Oh, there we go. Ah, silence. Yes. So anyway, uh, my my hat is tipped to Joe Biden. Great job. You got elected. You're the president of the United States. You made it through your speech, and uh, already the hate is coming in, Joe Biden. All that talk about bipartisanship and love and kumbaya, get along with the others. Well, it looks as though the fight is just getting started. We got a great show today, everybody. Monroe Anderson is here right now, as you heard. He's right there. I'm looking at him right now. He did his Tai Chi early, got it out of the way to be ready for today's show because he said, why even talk about local news when we're sworn in a new president of the United States? And we sworn in a man that Monroe Anderson, Monroe Anderson said should be the candidate. Monroe Anderson, the pride and joy of Gary, Indiana, told me, Ben, you're too radical. Your little hippie birdie is too radical. We need mainstream, Joe. And so, Monroe, it's time for you to take your uh, victory march because you prevailed. Hey, of course, my, my, my crystal ball. It's perfect. <laughs> well, yes. I just want to say that I've already gotten texts from several of our listeners uh, chiding you for some of your predictions that haven't come true. Uh, and uh, the, I think there was one that you said that Donald Trump will be carted off in handcuffs today. Uh, I said he'd be served with an, an, uh, an indictment, a sealed indictment, by the end, by the close of business day. That was my exact quote. Oh, see. Okay, and so I have... Um, depending on whose time you're on, uh, for, for, for three and a half hours. All right, so we have, uh, let's see, it's now one twenty. so if by right. 6 o'clock, I'll give you the 6 o'clock Chicago okay. time, all and right. if Donald Trump has not been served. All right, so much to... Uh, it'll be breaking news. It, it'll be, <laughs> man, we'll hear it here. We heard it here first in the bedroom show with Monroe Anderson. Uh, I'm Monroe. Uh, general thoughts about the inauguration. You must be very happy right now. Oh, I'm very happy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it was a beautiful sight. I mean, it's, especially considering the circumstances, uh, the, the sound I had on that you thought was a TV. Yeah. Actually, I Googled Amanda Gordon, who is the poet laureate now. Gorman. Yeah. And um, that's Google brought up the, her reading the actual poem, which I didn't expect. I, I was reading about her. She's 22 years old. She's a social major at Harvard. She's from L.A. She, her mother is a middle school teacher, and um, she's been writing poetry since she was um, little. Yeah. She became the L.A. Poet Laureate at 16. Wow. Yeah, and she was having, you'll appreciate this bit as a writer, she was having trouble writing the poem. She's writing a few lines every day, but it's, you know she got she got stage fright about the whole thing, and so she was having trouble writing it. And um, she was going, "My God, this is too high of a mountain to climb." And then January six happened, and boom, the, the words came to her because that's mainly what the poem is about. 
the poem is mainly. Yeah, I heard the poem. Yeah, but what do you mean the poem is mainly about January sixth? What are you talking about in particular? About the the um, the insurrection, the, the, the riot, the insurrection. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the ins- Go ahead. Yeah. So, and she adds all these references to it in the poem, which are, which are very good. Yeah, no, the, the, it was a, it was an excellent poem. But before we get to uh, what went down in the inauguration, let's start with the uh, with Donald Trump. Where else would we uh, start? Uh, it's been four years of you uh, predicting that this day would come when Donald Trump would no longer be our president. And- it wasn't four years. I guess it was probably. Uh, three years and nine months. <laughs> okay. All right. Three years and nine months uh, predicting it. Uh, and it seemed like at the very end, yeah. we'll get to Joe Biden, but we, 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 we cannot forget Donald Trump because Trumpism is still very much here, uh, Monroe. It's, it seemed uh, at the very end that Trump was sort of like, what, trying to redo his presidency. Uh, I, I watched that speech uh, that he gave this, uh, this morning. Uh, it's oh, the second, it. yeah, I finally got it. It's the second speech he's like given in the last 24 hours. All of a sudden he's just like giving all these speeches to try to undo the damage of the well, last. You know, what he's trying to do is create his, the legacy that he would like to have instead of the one that he has. And so he's talking about all this great, wonderful things he did, which is a lie, <laughs> a lot of it. But, you know, I mean, he did, he came up with the greatest economy and um, he moved the stock market. I mean, he did all these wonderful things. Uh, no handoff from Obama whatsoever, of course. And he also, in the speech I found interesting, is he made a reference to, uh, well, he wished the, the, the next, the new administration uh, success. But he didn't name Biden, and he's he hopes they'll they'll be able to further build on all the great things he did. Do you think he'll ever name Joe Biden uh, as the president? You think that those words will ever come out of his mouth? You know, to just acknowledge that there's another president after him. He's too petty for that. I mean, he is such a petty man. It's just. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just Bill Maher refers to him as a whiny little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. I think that's a pretty good description of him. (laughs) Uh, And then, of course, last night, his last official act or his last official acts was uh, a series of pardons. Uh, The most notable for me is uh, pardoning uh, Steve Bannon. Yeah, yeah, sure. I <laughs> and and Bannon didn't want it, of course. <laughs> now you told me that I've not seen that. Yeah. You yeah. Bannon is going around saying he didn't want the pardon. Um, I heard a report that said that he said he didn't want it. I don't believe that for two seconds. Yeah. If he didn't want that pardon, he would have turned the pardon down. Right. <laughs> don't pardon me. Well, you know how Brer Rabbit goes. Don't throw me in that briar patch. <laughs> yeah. No, Steve Bannon, uh, if this is a gangster move uh, at the end, you know, the gangster takes care of, just think about it, everybody uh, who didn't rat him out right. got pardoned. Michael right. Flynn got pardoned. Bannon got pardoned. Right. Uh, you know, and um, Roger Stone got pardoned. 
And uh, so, and then anybody who... And, he, and, and Trump may have pardoned himself and his family. What do you mean? He may have done it. Okay, this is the thing. He does not have to name everybody he pardoned. He can just pardon you. And he doesn't have to name it. And it only becomes necessary if you get charged with something. And then it's your secret ace in the hole. There's like, hey, <clears throat> excuse me, but I've been pardoned <laughs> by the president of the United States. <laughs> and you use it then. But he does not have to name everybody he pardons. All right. I have a hard so time. It's, yeah, it's go ahead. My theory uh-huh. is that he pardoned his family and he pardoned himself. And he didn't name those pardons because he didn't want to piss off the Republicans who are about um, a centimeter away from impeaching him, I mean, <laughs> convicting him in the impeachment. And so he didn't want to upset them. So he did it on the QT. And then what will happen is when the, 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 the feds come marching in with the, with the indictments, then they'll all go, no, 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 no. <laughs> Here it is on paper. You know, because all he has to do is write it down and sign it. Wow. In fact, he, if Twitter hadn't taken his account from him, he could have just tweeted it. He could have tweeted like, out his part. Right, exactly. <laughs> it just has to be known some kind of way. And so you will see, but I'm... He, 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 I, we'll find out when 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 the indictments get unsealed. It, is there unless there's some way that they can have uh, states do all the indictments? Right. And yeah. No, these pardons... no, this is for federal crimes. Wow. Even and I hadn't thought of that. Their crime family, they, they have committed all sorts of crimes, and they will continue to commit crimes because they are a crime fam- family. You know, Gotti, uh, Gotti didn't stop being, being, being a gangster. You know? like, oh, well, I'm done with that. I'm tired of stealing and cheating and killing. So I'm going to become a choir boy for the rest of my life. Oh, my Lord, what a theory. <laughs> Donald Trump has a pre-pardon himself. I hadn't thought about yeah, and that. And then he will find out, you know, because it probably don't won't work. But... What does he have to lose? You know, if, if if when when he's he's given his indictment, which he will be given, I predict, when he's given it, then he will present it. The fact that here's my pardon, I pardon myself, and it'll go to the Supreme Court, and then the Supremes will say, no, 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 that would make you above the law, <laughs> and it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Well, he can try. Except, okay, this is my, see, I'm just, this is how happy this day has made me. I'm full of predictions. My other prediction is this time he gets convicted. In the impeachment. second impeachment, yes. All right. Uh, So what in the world makes you think that Mitch McConnell could get 17 Republicans. Yes, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, first of all, it's Mitch McConnell. So he, he, he has his own posse to begin with. Now, it may not be 17, maybe 14 or 15. But each day so far, 
um, since since the insurrection. We get footage and reports. It gets worse and worse. It hasn't improved. It hasn't improved with age. It's not fine or wine. And it just gets worse and worse. You find out more more horrible things. And what's going to happen is we're going to find out that it was, in fact, um, a conspiracy. And some um, congressmen were involved in it. And so it's going to get to a point where they, the Republicans, are going to have to 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 to, to get rid of him. Plus, Mitch doesn't want him there yeah. as long as he's there, and because Mitch Mitch will be the number one guy right now, and Mitch wants to get his 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 leadership back as the leader of the Senate, and he's thinking he can get it back in two years because normally. You get you, you, the the party that's in the White House. They lose the midterms yeah. the first time out, and so Mitch is thinking, "Well, I, you know, I, I can get this back in a couple of years." But if Trump is out there being Trump and doing all the stupid stuff he does and corrupt stuff and trying to grab every headline he can, it's just going to remind people of what a horrible president he was. American people, they're the, the patriotic Americans. The Trump nuts are going to be the Trump nuts. Mm. Well, let's just take it from from right there, Monroe. Uh, I Usually I'm fatalistic in my predictions. I'm a Chicago sports fan. I assume the worst is going to happen. I'm not as uh, optimistic as you are. Yeah, I, don't, uh, I, I don't watch unless they're winning. So I, yeah, so right. So you would know. Oh, no, you watched the Bears this year. They were terrible. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> But they went to the playoffs <laughs> only because they expanded the number of teams that could get to the playoffs. Uh, anyway, no, no sports talk. Uh, but um, so I actually believe that the Dems will prevail. They'll beat that pattern. And uh, in 2022, and I think oh, they'll yeah. prevail in the midterms. And I'll tell you why. Get yeah. your thoughts on this. Number one, um, it's not going to be like 2009 which to the shame of the Dems, they got so excited with Obama's victory and the, the parties and the glitz and the glamour and it's that and the other thing of having uh, Barack Obama as the president, the guy that they loved, that they fell asleep. No. I don't think, people aren't no. sleeping in no, 2020. No, no, I, I disagree with you on that. Go ahead. Okay. In, in 2009, what we got was Obamacare, the ACA. And the Republicans made that their bludgeon, and they beat they beat Obama and the Democrats down with having passed Obamacare, and it was gonna it was gonna take everybody's insurance, and it was gonna kill old folks and all the lies. I mean, they they were doing the lying back then, and they did it effectively. Where um, I'm trying to remember now, it was at least sixty some percent of Americans didn't want Obamacare at that time. And what happened, they, they, they rammed it through, and th- that's why they lost. You know, it, and then, of course, what, what happens over the years is 
Uh, it's like with Social Security, you know, Republicans are yelling, don't take care of, I hate Obamacare, but don't take, don't take my ACA from, away from me. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I completely, completely disagree. Here we are, 2021, are you at 2009? But I completely disagree with your analysis. The Democrats did lay down in 2009. They did not defend Obamacare. They didn't defend anything. They, oh, no, they didn't defend. I, I, they, I, I mean, they just, it's <laughs> like... Republicans got 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 put out the 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 story on it. Yes, and they let that Republican narrative carry the day, right. and they didn't counter it. They didn't fight back. They got right. punched and punched and punched. Yeah, that's and they, that's you know, that's and they true. got pummeled. And I hope they learned a lesson from twenty. You got to stand up and defend what you do uh, instead no, of letting the other side. They need to come out kicking butt. And and, and 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 collecting names, absolutely. And the first thing is that impeachment vote. Well, no, actually, well, the first thing is, and they're doing some of this, but every one of those jagoffs that um, raided the the Capitol should should not only be arrested, but should go to jail, and the leaders should get twenty years, and the congressman who helped them should get. First of all, expel from the House or the Senate and then go to jail. Yeah. See, already, Monroe, you're talking way differently than Democrats talked in 2009. They'd be like, oh, come on. They're just a little excited. Oh, come on. Can we all get along? That's what you, that would have been the rhetoric in 2000. It kind of like, but the difference is, yeah, they came as close as you can come. To being murdered or hurt. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's <laughs> no joke. Okay. You know, this stuff is real. It's not theoretical. We're not getting in the weeds on this one. Yeah. We're, we're in the gutter. So uh so back to my prediction. Yes. And it may be wishful thinking, but I'm I just don't think the Dem I think the Dems are fired up in a way. I've had uh, yesterday we had a conversation uh with uh Marge Halpern who had a friend of yours who's uh, sort of a centrist, okay, uh, sort of a Joe Biden-type Dem, and Miles Conflassen, who's uh, a Bernie. In fact, you deb- you debated Miles, you probably don't remember. Uh, yeah. he's, all, I bring all these lefties into debate, Monroe. Uh, right. And... Uh, and, 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 and since I am, the, the way I describe myself is just left of liberal. I got the street cred to take on the lefties, and the and, and and the righties don't even count. No, yeah, the righties don't count. But anyway, both of them they were they were eye to eye, yes, on being vigilant and not stopping and continuing uh, door knocking. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Postcard sending. Right. You can't fall asleep, Dems. I don't know how many times I got to say this. Right. And uh, so I was really got, encouraged. They got them on the run. And so what you gotta do is keep keep about the road. Yeah. You, you can't you can't sit around and pat yourself on on the back and collect and congratulate yourself. Yeah. Because the and the other thing that Democrats cannot do mm-hmm. is let the left hijack what Biden is trying to get done now. Oh, um, here we go beating up on the left again. So no, go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I'm, I, I'm the reality check here. This is what what he needs to do, and then mm-hmm. we won't have to worry about the right. Go ahead. Okay. Um, get the back the vaccine 
from in the freezers and refrigerators into people's arms as many and as quickly as possible um, so that the pandemic will be over uh, by the 4th of July. Then the economy will start. He also has a dual track for the economy. You get the economy going, and those two things will make it feel like America is, in fact, great again. Mm. And Republicans, all their shenanigans, you know, because already they're concerned about the um, the, the, the deficit. <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> Magically, you know, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> we, we're worried about our grandchildren having a debt. You know, we can't do this. Wow. Uh, all right. Before I defend my beloved lefties uh, from centrists, I have and to I'm, say, yeah, right now, no, no, I'm 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 a leftist, but I'm a reasonable leftist. Yeah. I'm not one of these um, sky dreamers. Okay, this folks, you should know, Monroe is far left as I am. He's like one of these lefties that comes on the show and then acts like he's Mister Center. Okay, <laughs> I can name a, a lot of other names, but they're journalists who are hiding and don't want to know how left they really are. But. I'll do it for my old friend Monroe. He's a lefty, just like I am. Um, there's, there's really nothing. Well, first of all, what you said that's number one on the list is something that everybody, except for MAGA, who's insane and doesn't right. think there's uh, a real pandemic out there, would agree with. Uh, and that's we need uh, the vaccine. So left and center can agree on that. There's, there's, that's not even open. Yeah, so uh, when it's done, then that will make all the difference. Yeah. In and of itself. And, you know, I, I trust that, that Biden will be able to do it. This is the other thing. And this is why I became, I, I came to support um, Biden over your beloved Bernie. <laughs> and, and again, I like Bernie. I'm not a Bernie hater or anything, except Again, being a realistic liberal, I, I figured Biden will, will do for the situation. And, and, okay, Biden is, in fact, the most qualified president um, in, in any time. I mean, he's, you know, he's been in government almost 50 years. He's lost the, the, the run for president twice, but he, he knows all the players and they know him. He's, he's, a, he's a skilled with dealing with the Senate as LBJ. But the difference between Biden and LBJ is they like Bernie. I mean, Biden. Yeah. They, they didn't like LBJ. LBJ was a jerk. All right. Now, before we get into Biden uh, dealing okay. with the congressmen and the senators, we'll get into that. Uh, okay. Let's just go back a moment to talk about uh, the decision that the Democrats made uh, to nominate Biden and advance Biden, uh, a very pragmatic decision. Uh, and I was thinking of you when I saw uh, Congressman Clyburn on the stage uh, at the inauguration. I'm sure you saw him as well, Monroe. Yeah. Uh, and he was he was like the man of the hour. Right. And let's let's be honest. If there's anyone in America, uh, I can't think of anyone in America more responsible for Joe Biden advancing to no, the no, presidency than Clyburn. No, no Clyburn, Clyburn is the kingmaker. No, yes. No question about it. Yes. 
And, you know, I, I remember a similar relationship in uh, with uh, Barack Obama, uh, Senate President Emil Jones. Yeah. Was the one who just sort of ushered Obama through, you know, protected Obama. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Trained yeah, now, Obama. I had a conversation with Emil back then. And he says to me, he says, you know, they, they keep talking about um, it's not time to have a black run for president. So when is it supposed to be? He says, time uh, after, um, God, what's, what's Clinton's daughter's name? The Clinton's daughter's name? Chelsea. 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 Yeah. He said, after she's, she's old enough to run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not how long it would have been. Right. Uh, but uh, so, and, and I do believe We've talked about this in, uh, on the show. I do believe uh, that the black voters in the Democratic Party selected Joe Biden. And I think somewhere at the back of their minds, they did think that he was the most electable. And it was all about electability. It was and it was relationships. I mean, that's what Clyburn said at the time. You remember that, that quote? Where he yeah, because yeah, yeah, Joe knows us. Joe. Knows, but Joe knows us. Yeah. I mean, um, um, Jim. Climate. Yeah, Jim, yeah. No, no, Joe Biden. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I also think it was a lot of pragmatism and uh, just a lot of disbelief uh, in uh, like Bernie, the Bernie agenda getting uh, passed. But I got to tell you right now, the way Biden is talking right now, and I've just seen this the general outlines, Monroe. Yeah. Yeah. This is not. Obama style pragmatism. This is not um, Rahm Emanuel worry about the deficits, worry about swing voters in Wisconsin stuff. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. He's no. going pretty big. Go ahead. Yeah, no, he has a chance to be this era's FDR. I mean, he can do some really, really progressive and ra- radical stuff. And that will cement him again because he needs four years. You know, two two years won't do it for all the crap that uh, Trump left. You know, they, they they it's going to take them a year to clean up the 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 capital from all the things that the the, the thugs did to it. Yeah, and, no, I, and Trumpism is out there now. Once they put Trump in jail, once <laughs> <laughs> they send him to jail, they will have they will have exposed so much of him that only the we'll take a bullet for 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 him trump nuts are going to be left which um and that's all about racism that has nothing to do with politics uh by the way monroe i just cannot see donald trump going to prison i i, I can I you've can. been visualizing this for a while now but yeah, i just i can't i can't, can't they, they're gonna, they got, they got. He has done. He's been, he's been a crook since the '80s, at least, maybe, maybe before then. And he has so many vulnerabilities, criminal things. Okay, he has just, just to name a couple, just to refresh your mind. We have that the, the rape case is still in, in New York. They, they have his, his bank records in New York. Um, Georgia is talking about um, indicting him for uh, meddling with the election there, and who knows what else. Um, and so that constantly, he, he, he can die from a, a thousand cuts. 
All right, well, I, I don't see any of those getting into prison or whatever. Other European countries have put their leaders in prison for doing this. So we have not done it, but we've never had a president like Trump. Hmm. And, and the thing is, he only played to the MAGA crowd. So he has no love, no friends, except for these guys, and they have no no clout whatsoever. You know, well, I mean, it just, I mean, you stop and think about it. Even if you look at all the celebrities that have come out to support him and perform in this inaugural or what have you, um, Trump, when he got elected, he had. Uh, he had um, uh, little Chris Rock, not Chris Rock, Chris Rock. Uh, this guy, I can't remember his name. I don't remember anybody that Donald Trump had. Any celebrity yeah. coming up for Donald he Trump, had, except for Scott Baio, yeah. who's not even really a celebrity. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. He had the, the Karate Kid. Yeah. And then he had, God, what is this singer's name? That's like, um, someone, I, I can't remember either. Anyway. But that was it. No. Okay. Donald Trump absolutely uh, is reviled by 50% of the population, just completely and totally. uh, And to get to the next step. and and, What's that? 60%. 60%. Okay. By the way, yes, we talked about this the other day. He finally fell below 30%. This is in the week since you've been here uh, in a public opinion point, fell below 30%. And I believe it's because he's not on Twitter. I believe that without that Twitter uh, amplifier of his, um, he's going to fall further and further behind. But uh, I I still believe that there is um, no consensus in America, Donald, uh, Joe Biden kept talking about how he's going to be the president for everybody today. He kept trying to reassure uh, folks uh, who voted for uh, Donald Trump that he was looking out for their interests as well, uh, that he was not going to be vindictive. Uh, that was all about bringing the country together. But I see no sign whatsoever from the other side, the Republican side, that there is any what desire to have cooperation. Now, maybe you saw something I didn't see, but in terms of legislation endeavors, go ahead. Mitch Mitch has already said that, uh, I mean, yesterday, I don't know if you called this or not, but yesterday he said that Trump had um, caused, incited the the January 6th thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, he said it, which means if he's saying that publicly, that when it comes to convicting Trump, conviction gets Mitch's vote. And if conviction gets Mitch's vote, it gets um, a lot of others' vote. Now, he's, I don't think he's that anxious to put Trump in jail. He just wants to um, get that, the vote where it says Trump can't run anymore. Because up until, uh, until then, Trump is a distraction for the Republican Party. And um, it might not matter anyway, because Trump is also threatening to start a third party, the Patriots. Yeah. The Patriots. Uh, but the, the point I was making, yes, we will have this open debate for a while now about uh, indict uh, the uh, impeachment, and will 17 Republicans 
can Mitch McConnell round up 17 Republican votes to defeat, uh, to convict Donald Trump? And I, yes, I can make the very strong argument that it's in the Republicans' best interest uh, to in officially convict Donald Trump, to remove him as a candidate uh, f- from from their party ever right. again, and they can just cut the cord with Donald Trump and move on. Uh, no matter how many MAGA hat wearers they upset when they do that, so I can make that argument. But that's different than supporting Joe Biden's economic agenda. And- no, 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 because Joe. <laughs> What 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 Joe's economic agenda is going to be is giving money to people that need it, Americans who need it, who never thought they who 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 have been conditioned since Reagan to think that government was bad mm-hmm. and and you don't want government giving you anything, just give it to the corporation. <laughs> uh, but now they desperately need this money. And so it's going to be welcomed. Well, we'll see, Monroe, because I'm going to go uh, just go back and think about Obamacare and how the Republicans, even now, we're running for president on a on an effort to take away health care to millions of Americans. That's how insane they are. That's how they lost 18. In 20, uh, 2018. And they, that's part of the reason. Well, I don't know. I don't even know if that was on people's minds in this election. I wish it were, but I don't know if it was. So now, that, that was a factor in Georgia. Health care was a factor in Georgia. Uh, but but, it, but Trump was being so outrageous that he 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 said, give me all the incoming fire. I, I can take it. I alone can take the incoming fire. And now he's evicted and re- retired from not working. Listen, <laughs> he wasn't doing any work. I mean, he has not been president in two months. He's not done any presidenting. Just a lot of whining and trying to trying to um, have have a revolution to 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 rob the. Um, you're still the presidency from Biden. Well, this this will be uh, the challenge for Biden and the challenge for Democrats. Uh, and, the, and I hope this is where they play it differently than they played in 2009, not just to advance their proposal as to why it's good for America, not just to promote that, but to counterattack anybody who tries to besmirch it to engage in a political debate instead of pretending like the political debate does not exist, to actually um, stand proud for what they're doing, as opposed to pretending uh, as though they have a bipartisan support when they didn't have any bipartisan support whatsoever for Obamacare. And your, your point's well taken. By 2010, insane Republicans were voting for Republicans on the grounds that they opposed Obamacare, even though it helped them. So right. I, I really think but that... Now, this is, okay, a couple of factors. Just Kamala Harris. She she is not going to just sit quietly back and, and let them do a Republican thing on her and their their program. And, and you, not, you may not agree with me so much on this one. 
Oh, but, that's dope. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The M- Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete? Yeah. <laughs> I saw him at, I saw him up there. Yeah. What, what, what he's, he's a transportation. Yes, he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they don't have anybody who's better at making their arguments than he is. He is very good. He goes on Fox. The rest of the Democrats are either afraid or thinks thinks it's beneath them. But he goes on Fox and, and kicks butt. Wait, time out. Now, see, I can, Bernie went on Fox before, and then Pete went on Fox. Bernie was the first to go on. Remember, Bernie was championing Medicare for All, and Fox got a, a ovation, and people were like, oh, my yeah. God. That's yeah. astounding. So let's get Bernie. Don't hate on Bernie. Bernie went on Fox. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. <laughs> Potential spam. By the way, great song, Shabbat Shabbat, my baby. Yeah, Hello, right, stranger. Uh, that is, your, I did not know that was what would rang out on your phone. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> so, in other words, you're saying that uh, Joe Biden uh, has uh, people like Kamala Harris uh, and uh, Mayor Pete allies who are articulate uh, and confident and capable of advancing. Yeah. Yeah, in a way that it's not going to be any of this go along, get along, and it's not going to be like having Rahm Emanuel in two thousand and nine try to sell your uh, your. That's what Obama had, Rahm Emanuel. That was his guy to go to. Like heck of a job, yeah. Rahm. Yeah, well, it took you know. It's just like even even with uh, Baby Bush, it took a while for him to realize that Cheney was not uh, the, the best person to listen to on foreign affairs. Yeah, I mean, it's a learn, but but see, Biden has been through all of this. This is what makes him uh, really potent. I mean, he's had all these battles. He's made all these mistakes, which is not to say he won't make some mistakes, but he has all these pros. I mean, his 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 cabinet is gonna is, is like all professionals. None of this, um, and and at the same time, he has a comfort level with him. And, so and they, they already got a plan for all this stuff. Well, I, uh, I'm hoping your optimism uh, prevails. I, I well, there's no way of predicting all the twists and turns, obviously, yeah. that right. will occur uh, right. in the road ahead. But just in general, I think the Democrats uh, are in a better place than they were uh, in 2009 because the mentality has changed. Uh, and I don't believe they're as naive as they were in 2000. And actually, I don't even know if anybody believed that bipartisan. Uh, I, I don't even know if Barack Obama believed it when he was saying it. Uh, but that was the official line, right, yeah, Monroe? I think, he, I think he, he was being aspirational. And so he believed in his, his aspirations. So uh, <laughs> you got to what you got to think about with Obama. Mm-hmm. He went from being some skinny kid with big, big ears <laughs> in Hawaii to president of the United States when nobody thought that was possible. Mm. And so he he has one of these. Um, can we all get along? Yeah. Mentalities. I mean, he's 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 a go along, get along sort of guy. 
So, so is Biden, but the times have desperately really changed. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, just the thought, like last night they had the ceremony to honor uh, people who had died of COVID-19. Just right. to, like Trump, he just he really ignored the whole damn thing. Right. <laughs> you know? He, he hasn't even acknowledged their deaths or anything. No. He didn't do it in his speech this morning. This is his goodbye. I, I had a well, that's because MAGA doesn't recognize that there is a pandemic. And, you know, you look at this was very much a, uh, a Biden Democratic inauguration. Everybody wearing a mask. Right. Even Pence had his mask on. Right. And Mrs. Pence had her mask on. Right. You know, even the Republican, Mitch McConnell had his mask on. Everybody right. had their mask right. on. Right, right, right. You know? Well, and that's the other thing that's I don't think is being factored in enough is the Democrats have the power now. The power has 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 shifted. And when you get the power, um things change. You have influence. All right, now let me ask you a question here about uh, the actual spectacle that we just watched. You and I, two old-timers, been around forever, but following politics forever. Uh, George W. Bush, Barack Obama, Dan Quayle, they dragged him out from 1988, uh, Vice President uh, Dan Quayle. Uh, and, of course, the Clintons. What's that? The one who didn't know how to spell potatoes. That is correct. But you know what? In defense of him, I struggle with potatoes, too. So I can't be, be too old. If you were to ask me right now, is there an E on the end of potato? That's what tripped him up. I'd have to think about it. Right. I was right. never a great speller. But yeah, Dan Quayle. So you can't be president either. <laughs> well, it didn't stop him from being vice president. You can't spell potatoes either, buddy. Did Quayle run for president? I'm trying to remember. Did he ever actually run? He ran yeah, a, a, he, yeah but uh, he didn't last long. He did. He ran in '96 and he lost yeah. the dole. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So, did you have any kind of um, what's the word uh, nostalgia for any of them? Did you have like when you saw any of them on stage? Did you have a moment like, oh man, I miss this person's leadership? No, Anything Obama. Yeah, Obama. And, uh, and and to tell you the truth, even baby Bush, W, to some extent, because Trump was so bad, you know, and, and Bush was dumb, but he was um, he was a likable guy. You know, like they used to say, you could have a beer with Bush. I'm like, going to vehemently disagree with you here. I would argue yeah. that George W. Bush was a more destructive president than Donald Trump. Two wars, two completely yeah. unnecessary wars. How, in fact, how I would- many, How many, how, okay, okay, let's take that argument up. Okay. My question to you is how many people died in those two wars? Oh America. God, I don't know. If you add up both, uh, all sides, thousands and thousands no, of people no, died. No, no, Americans. Uh, yeah, yeah, Americans. Just, wait, would the other people don't count? They don't count? <laughs> Iraqis don't count? Okay, well, okay. Uh, I mean, I just, but what's your, what's your point? How many people die from the, the uh, Valid point. Valid point. Uh, valid point. <laughs> Look, you know what? You know why it's unfair? Because it's all, then it looks like I'm defending Trump under no <laughs> circumstances. You are. <laughs> I know, but it's like a, a kind of a weird backwards defense of Trump by saying how bad Bush is. Right. But, but when I think of Bush, and I, you I'm know saying, what? Bush 
I, I wrote a piece when I was writing a column for the Sun Times uh, back in like 2006 or something. I wrote a, a, a column about Bush, and at that time, he was the worst president ever. Yes. And, and and I remember and your Trump columns. Sometimes you were so lefty in those days. I'm just throwing that out. I right. me- I read those columns. Right, I know. Anyway, no, but that's you were as lefty as me. That's why I lasted about as long as you did it <laughs> <laughs> for the same reason. <laughs> yeah, man, you got that right. Uh, I'm not gonna. You know what? I'm not doing this because I don't want to look like offending Donald Trump. I'm just saying. I got when I see George W. Bush, I don't. Okay, Ben, you can fess up. Actually, you're a closet Trump lover. <laughs> you, you got a you got a MAGA cap in your closet, and you, and you wear it around the house. You don't want to be seen in public. <laughs> oh my goodness! You know what? But you watch the Bears lose. <laughs> I uh, I took a picture. I remember this this, this Monroe. I remember this so well. Uh, 1983 having a conversation uh, with a friend of mine at where I worked at the time, a black woman. Yeah. And when, uh, uh, right after Harold's election, Harold Washington. Yeah. And I said, well, I voted for Harold. She looked at me, she goes, how do I know? You know what I'm saying? It's like, and I'm like, I understand where you're coming from because what was it, like 90% of white Chicago voted against him. So I understand what you're coming. Right. I totally wasn't offended by it. I laughed. I got it. Mary Washington, if you're listening. Uh, but this time around, I got to tell you, Monroe, I think I told you this already. I yeah. When I punched that ticket for Joe Biden, I yeah. took a picture of it because then I still have it in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I want the whole world to know. It's it's photoshopped. <laughs> oh lordy, lordy! It's photoshopped. Oh, God, you could do anything with a camera these days. Yeah. Oh lord, that's hilarious. And you were about to punch it. You said, "Well, <laughs> Bush was worth." Yeah. Bush, Bush was worth. Bush is looked pretty good to me. I could make the argument that Nixon was worse. Now, I know you're going to say EPA and this, that, and the other thing. By the way, right. I, I told you this. Uh, EPA. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Yeah, he, was, he turned out to be bad, but he wasn't as big a crook. Now, see, this is the thing is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A new standard for everything. Everything, you're and, right. And anything, anything Biden does within the next four years won't be as bad as anything Trump did. Yeah. You know, I don't care if, if, if Biden tells three lies a week, you, you can go, well, that's okay, because Trump told 30,000. Yeah, 30,000. And, and, and Monroe, I got to tell you, I talked about this uh, briefly before you came on. Yeah. Uh, the New York Times has a, a, put a, a compendium all the people, it's alphabetically arranged that uh, Donald Trump insulted by uh, Twitter, uh, and it's something else. Right. If you ever, you know, to go through that thing, just hundreds of hundreds of tweets over the last five years out of his freaking mind. So, yes, when you add all that up, 
uh, the degradation to American society, he's probably you know, the worst. Yeah, wait, wait, no. Plus, I mean, you're leaving out the most important thing. Which one? Is that he led a revolution. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Capital. Oh, uh, yeah, there is that, yes. All right. Yeah, you 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 convinced me. Yes, the bar is low. Uh, the bar is low. Democracy stuff. Democracy stuff at all. We're gonna we're gonna keep me in office. Uh, all right. So I didn't really have any. Uh, in fact, the only president that I have a fondness for, and this is really bizarre, but is uh, Carter, Jimmy Carter, and. Yeah. The uh, Monroe, I was, and I've talked, I told you about this. You don't have Hulu, but uh, I'm urging everybody to watch Mrs. America. I just thought it was fascinating uh, series on Hulu about the ERA fight, but it's really about politics in the seventies and how we evolved. We went from uh, the Nixon moderates. That's what they were basically. You know, it sounds right. weird uh, to Reagan hardcore. Yeah. And there's that moment at the end where uh, the, the, the Bella Abza character says, we just, he's, this just set us back 50 years and it's, um, you know, it really is true. The fights that we've had subsequent to Reagan um, are, are fights for just like the basic values that you would think we uh, uphold to, like government helping people who really need it, as opposed right. to government being the enemy, as right. you no, pointed out. No, we're still living under the Reagan era. But with, uh, yes, we are. We're living under the Reagan era. So I can argue that Reagan's worse uh, than uh, Donald Trump. But I'm not going to make that argument. I'm just going to say. <laughs> all right. But in, when in that uh, series, it makes it clear that Jimmy Carter, in order to try to uh, de- defeat Reagan, was constantly moving to the right. And, I re- and it brought back memories in my, yeah. in my mind about how disappointed I was as a young lefty. Uh, with Jimmy Carter. And now Monroe, here it is, is an old lefty. Yeah. I love Jimmy Carter. Isn't that yeah. bizarre? My attitude. Well, I like, I always liked Jimmy, but my my thing was that that he he meant well, but he was incompetent. Mm. And yeah, he screwed up a lot of things. Yeah. Remember when he the, the 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 killer rabbit attack? Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I remember <laughs> that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he had all the you know. Remember when he lusted in his heart? Yes, I remember all those things. Exactly right. So that uh, was the problem. Uh, but I I liked him. Uh, and then of course the he had bad luck also. For example. In, in Iran, when they took the hostages, these were students yep, that who, who took who took the hostages just to protest, yeah. as, as we had done in the sixties. The, the radicals had done in the sixties. In the seventies, they took took them to protest, but then Nightline came on. Yeah, the result of it with Ted Koppel doing a countdown, day one, day yeah. Yeah. and they were on American TV. Every night, yeah. it was like, "Whoa, <laughs> look at us!" Yeah. So it continued until uh, the election, and um, Reagan cut a deal. With, yes, he with, did. Yes, he did. Yeah, I told us to. Uh, yeah, he sure did. In our lifetime, three presidents, all Republican, cut deals uh, with foreign powers uh, right. on the eve of their elections in order to uh, 
to win. Nixon right. did it in 68. Right. Uh, Reagan did it in uh, 1980. And, of course, Donnie Trump did it in 2016 with his beloved Putin. Uh, by the way, just let's, to, it, and, once again, this is Yeah, and tried to do it this uh, last year. Yeah. With, with, uh, um, with, with the Ukraine. Yeah, uh, and uh, yes, yeah, right. Not going to forget that the f- impeachment number one. Right. Uh, by the way, just have to mention uh, the Shah of Iran that set off that whole Jimmy Carter. You talk about bad decisions allowing the Shah of Iran to come into this country right. uh, when he had cancer. That said, uh, uh, that did not help. Anyway, all right, enough reminiscing. But I but the point is, is when uh, Biden gave a shout out to Jimmy Carter. I, I don't know when Rob's like, oh Jimmy, yeah, JC, I love you, right. man. Right. Well, he wasn't uh, there. yeah, uh, Jonathan Alter has a book on Carter. He's just written a book about Carter. I was not aware of that. I know he yeah. wrote one about Obama. But I didn't know he wrote one about Carter. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. He loves he loves Carter too. I love Carter. Yeah, I do. I didn't love him as president, but I love him as a a, a post president. Uh, all right, before you go, your thoughts just in general. Lady Gaga's rendition of the national anthem. Where does that rank among your favorite renditions of the national anthem? Um. <laughs> You know, it's it's, it's uh, a B. It's it's, it, it, it's not um, Whitney Houston. It's it's uh, it's not. Um, 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 and God, um, Roseanne Barr. No, right? No, it's not Roseanne Barr. No, no. Uh, the um, the blind sing Ray Charles. It's not Ray Charles. Oh, Ray Charles. I've never heard him. Sing. I heard him sing America. He sang that at a Republican convention. Beautiful. He yeah. Killed America. I mean, he just that's right. the best version right. of America I've ever heard. Right. Um, but uh, and I'm thinking my favorite uh, all time rendition is one that's kind of obscure, but in 1983, I want to say, uh, NBA All-Star Game in Los Angeles, Marvin Gaye did it. Yeah. Uh, which, and I... Oh, no, that was, that was incredible, too. Yeah. And, but she did a really good... I liked her hers, but it, it, it wasn't a knock it out of the park. Yeah. But it was very nice. I mean, some... Um, Joyce's mother mm-hmm. was an opera singer. And she said that she told me that's a really hard song to sing. Yeah. Because of some musical things. I'm, I'm not a musician, so I, I don't even know the terms, but it's, it's, it's the ranges or something that make, makes it very challenging. I mean, and you see people, one singer after the next, screw it up. Well, I. Uh... I appreciated her uh, her registration. More, more to the point, I just Lady Gaga has been steadfast throughout the uh, Trump era uh, in opposing Trump and ripping him good on Twitter and every and just uh, it was just great seeing her up there to sing the national anthem because she took a stand during his four years. So I appreciated it and uh, uh, so and I really like Garth. What did you think of J Lo? Oh, I love J Lo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she sang. That was the other thing yeah, for yeah. an old lefty. That was like, okay, lefties. Now you've had kind of your guy Bernie didn't win, but we're going <laughs> to sing this Woody Guthrie song. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> they're singing "This Land Is Your Land," right. and, you know, which has got uh, 
basically a socialistic message about trespassing. That's the chorus that nobody ever sings. So anyway, I love J-Lo. I've always loved J-Lo. So Garth Brooks won me over. I was happy. Monroe, I said this at the outset. I don't think I've ever enjoyed an inauguration so much as this one. And uh, that includes... Obama in 2009, uh, which was such a great moment in American history. Billy C. in 1993, which was the first time the Dems had won in three cycles. So that was a big deal, right? Um, But this one, there was just... Well, this is because this was the save the world. Yeah, this is right. (laughs) Seriously, this is the save the world inauguration. Yeah. uh, 80,000 votes or so shift in, uh, in, in, in the Midwestern states in, in the, and um, he would have been back. And, and the brown shirts would have been out by this time. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. And by the way, uh, when you were coming on, I was just reading uh, the, um, the counterattack is already uh happening i'm already getting my uh emails from various right-wing republicans asking me to give money to their causes castigating the left uh defending their worldview uh Josh Hawley, the senator from Missouri, is trying to save his career uh, by appealing to Americans like he's the victim. Classic MAGA crying, whining like they're the victims. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this fight it's is far not, from over. Yeah, no, it's it, it's it, it's it's going to take a battle, but we're going to lose. I mean, win. We're going to win. Win. Yes, please get that one right. All right, Monroe Anderson, uh, our special uh, inauguration special with the great Monroe Anderson. He waited four years uh, to be victorious and uh, you prevailed. Some of our listeners pointed out along the way, uh, you know, a prediction that didn't come true, uh, but uh, ultimately your prediction. Which one did did they say that you can't, you can't talk about my, um, by predicting that Trump will go to jail. <laughs> I think I think the big one is that you predicted uh, Mississippi and Alabama would go for. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, you know, that, was, that was a serious one. That was a sky dreaming on that. Okay. Uh, and, I, and Sergio, of course, predicted Utah would go for Biden. So uh, we're not, we're not going to call that one up. All right, Monroe, stay okay. safe and sound. We'll talk to you next week. All right. All right. That's the great Monroe Anderson. Uh, he's the celebrating is just beginning at his house uh, with Joe Biden, President Joe Biden. What you got for me, D? Any updates? It's our inauguration day special with Monroe Anderson. Uh, little local news going on, but I say we save it till tomorrow. All just right, call it an inauguration good. day. All right, very good. I want to thank Monroe Anderson uh, for being such a good sport uh, and coming on uh, and having me uh, call up all the predictions that didn't go right. And, of course, thank the man, the myth, the legend, the pride and joy of all Illinois, without whom the show would be possible. And as Monroe, Joe Biden, and Donald Trump Jr. will tell you, back home in Alton, they call him White Lightning. Not true. (laughs) See you tomorrow, everybody. And remember, you can download previous Ben Jarofsky shows, Benny J bonus interviews, and so much more at chicagoreader.com and wherever else you download podcasts. Downloaders, make sure to join us on the live stream Tuesdays through Fridays, 1 until 3 p.m. Central Times. On occasion, like today, inauguration special. 
215 we ended up follow us online at benny j show b-e-n-n-y the letter j show on facebook twitter and instagram send us an email benny j show at gmail.com and you can leave us a voicemail 708-658-4788 that number again 708-658-4788 we will be back with a brand new ben Jarofsky show tomorrow take care I just biked around Lake Michigan, nearly a thousand miles. Nearly a thousand miles. Nearly, nearly a thousand miles. Nearly, nearly a thousand miles. I just biked around Lake Michigan. Play the radio. Play the radio. Play the radio. Nearly a thousand miles. Play the radio. Make sure the television, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words.